In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 54th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. It's post-draft. The the dust has settled on a what is a uh, pretty good draft for the Falcons. And now we have to look at some of the issues that are remaining. Today we'll discuss where's the power. We talked about the Falcons adding power to their offense so they don't have to throw the ball on third and short. I think I have a couple answers there. The rookie minicamp is coming up. Talk about that. The undrafted rookie class was signed, and we have some thoughts on a few of the players there. Uh, Beasley got his fifth-year option renewed. No no no-brainer there. And then five, we posted the depth chart with all the new drafted players and undrafted players for you all to look at here. Uh, today, we'll talk to center Alex Mack and strong safety Keanu Neal. So check back to AJC.com for uh, those posts. We'll uh, have something, probably shoot them Facebook Live and then uh, uh, put up a story or two after that and and keep it moving and We'll take an in-depth look at the roster on Sunday, post-draft Falcons 2018. Where's the power? We discussed this with Coach Dan Quinn back at the Combine, and he understood what we were talking about. Uh, You know, we've seen it. It probably cost the Falcons a Super Bowl throwing the ball on third and one. They tried to throw it on third and fourth and one against Buffalo. It didn't work. Uh, got stopped on the goal line or jet sweep in New England. We've just been seeing too many passes in short yardage situations. And that's because there wasn't any power from the fullback position to help lead block or the line can't cut block their way to a yard uh, when they need it. So one of the issues this offseason, not, not at the top of the list, but one was, hey, you got to add some power to that offense uh, to, to, to claw out a yard or two when you need it in short yardage situations. They didn't address it in the draft. No uh, lineman taken offensively. Brandon Fusco was the only signee, and I guess he'll be competing at right guard as uh, the favorite in some quarters based on the money paid. And uh, uh, maybe it's Sean Harlow, who didn't play at all last year, along the line. But the uh, – the power's got to be there. You got to be able to get that yard. And they did not draft a fullback. But we will discuss the two undrafted fullbacks that were signed uh, when we get to the undrafted free agency part. Looks like that we have a couple clues on uh, the fullback body type that uh, the Falcons are going to add or try to add and add some power to the offense. Much like the Packers do, did for years, they would bring in Kuhn at fullback and go to an inverted wishbone and and give it in the ball to the left or the right. Put some tight ends back in there and knock some people off the ball. 
That's all the Falcons are missing. Uh, you can add that into this finesse offense and uh, uh, keep the ball moving in short yardage situations. So we'll see, uh, you know, through the uh, – when we get out to look at the OTAs, if they're going to have open practices, we'll certainly be looking for formations that suggest the power. They'll just keep the eye, and we'll see how their short yardage uh, situations or, or periods are going. But where's the power? We think we know. We'll discuss that later in the undrafted rookie free agent portion here. Now, rookie minicamp, second item this week in the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, is going to be next week, May the 11th through the 13th, at the team's facilities. You will have all of the draft picks. I'm sure they'll sign waivers. Uh, The contracts uh, may be getting signed quickly here. There's no brainer on the rookie deals anymore. And you have the 27 undrafted players, and then you have some players there on tryouts. Should be an interesting week. The undrafted rookie free agent class. A uh, couple things jumped out. Uh, Anthony Winbush from Ball State. We know about him. Uh, Edge Rusher. Uh, you know, we've got a video up of him that uh, courtesy of Chuck Smith, who trained him. Uh, the Austin Twins, Lance and Lawrence, we talked to both of them at Georgia Tech doing their pro day, and the Falcons were clearly interested in them there. They put them through extra drills, and they are be, will be coming as tryout players. Lance and Lawrence, the Twins from Georgia Tech. They will be uh, the Austin Twins from Georgia Tech. Also, going through the list, uh, Justin Crawford jumped out at me as a running back. Malik Williams from Louisville running back. Uh, Devin Gray, wide receiver from Cincinnati. But the two that uh, stand out the most are Daniel Marks, the fullback from Stanford, and Luke McNitt, fullback from Nebraska. Now, the Falcons have went with the kind of smaller 230-ish, 240-ish leaner fullback. It, with uh, Pat DeMarco and, uh, you know, even going back to the old days, Obi Mahaley was 245 and a little bit bigger than 250. You know, he was a bigger fullback. They haven't had that type of fullback body type in a while. But when we look at Daniel Marks and Luke McKip, they're going for the 250 battering ram fullback here. Uh, Marks is 6'1", 253, runs a 487. He's a he's that's a battering ram fullback. That's a, that isn't a tweener pass catching fullback. And McNitt is 6'2", 256. He's a kid that was a Walk on at Nebraska. He started his career as a quarterback at Nebraska Kearney and uh, transferred to Nebraska, developed into a very good special teams player, led him in tackles last year, and, uh, you know, started three games at fullback. And uh, these two gentlemen have battering ram fullback written all over them. So that's where I've seen some power in all the offseason moves. I finally found some, and I'll be excited to see how these young fullbacks do. I still think, though, you know, if a fullback gets cut late in uh, training camp, a veteran fullback, you know, just throw a name out there. Hey, Patrick DeMarco. Hey, if he gets cut up in Buffalo, uh, you know, Maybe they keep one of these kids on the practice squad and bring DeMarco back. But, uh, you know, just want to throw that out there. I don't know how his, uh, what his status is or if he's safe up there or not. But, uh, 
you know, look for that. But for now, we got these two kids to look at, and uh, we'll check them out at the rookie uh, mini camp next week. Yeah, no surprise on the Beasley option. His fifth year's picked up. Uh, so, you know, they'll have to do something with him down the road here. Uh, why they couldn't do so much in free agency? This is why. You got to take care of Beasley. Grady Jarrett is uh, uh, on the list. So is quarterback Matt Ryan. And then, you know, you start getting into Jake Matthews. And then after that, Keanu O'Neill and uh, that, that class, Deion Jones and Campbell. How are you going to keep all three of those? But. Owner Arthur Blank knew that when we talked to him at the Super Bowl. He said, hey, you know, we want to take care of Matt, but uh, we want to have a football team around him. Wouldn't be uh, prudent to give him all the cash and uh, not have a football team around him. So we, I don't expect that to get done now to uh, the beginning of the training camp. We got off-season programs started. Uh, they'll probably be working on the deal much of uh, later May, later May and June, and then uh, have it announced right before training camp. That's where uh, I think the timetable is on that. You got the owners meeting coming up here in May uh, in Atlanta. So, um, you know, they're busy with that. And once that wraps, we could probably see, uh, you know, movement made on the deal. And uh, uh, I don't expect announcements right before camp. That's been the case in the past with uh, these big deals. So that's where they're at with the Ryan situation. And lastly, before we wrap it up today and get ready to go out to Flowery Branch, the uh, depth chart has been posted. We added all of the names, all of the draft picks, and all of the undrafted picks. So about the only, the biggest news there is that the fullbacks are in place. Uh, We put Sanat in the starting position at defensive tackle, the third round pick. We went with the 11 formation, I believe, and I think I had the wide receivers uh, you know, broken down. No, no, we kept them in a, a regular base formation since we got some fullbacks. Uh, but yeah, that that's all ready to go. It's a ton of receivers, a ton of running backs. Uh, you know, and, and they're fighting for a few spots, few spots. It's a talented roster. Uh, so you know, the rookie class doesn't have the same buzz as it normally would. Because there's not many openings. But, you know, you want to get quality guys on the practice squad that can help you give a look from another team. You got another quarterback in there, Ben Kurt from uh, from Virginia. So, uh, you know, that, that'll be another arm that can take some of the throws away from Ryan and Schaub and practice uh, to help them out. So that'll be good to have four quarterbacks in camp. Definitely for the uh, exhibition season also. So the depth chart and on defense, you know, uh, the nickelback situation is going to be something to watch with the drafting of Lewis Oliver. Uh, you know, they can play him outside at right, maybe move Alford in to compete at nickel with uh, Brian Poole and DeMonte Casey. Uh, you know, they want to improve their coverage. You know, it can always be tighter and always could be better. And, uh, you know, two uh Marquand Manuel has said that True Font could even play inside. And hey, after last year, you know, let the coaches continue to make these guys better. Don't give anybody any spots. And Oliver may be a guy like Jalen Collins to to jump in the mix here. I am worried about his twelve reps in the bench press, but we'll see how it goes. Now we uh, do we didn't grade the draft here because we're doing it in the Cover Nine at Nine blog. Our final thoughts. 
on the draft will be in there. We got a grade for you, so be sure to come back and check that out today. The Cover 9 at 9 blog on AJC.com and MyAJC.com. With that, we're wrapping up here. Where's the power? Rookie minicamp. Undrafted free agent class. Vic Beasley option got picked up. And we got the depth chart posted for you of all the players here recently signed by the Atlanta Falcons. With that, take care and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast and the 54th episode. Take care. Have a great day. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.